because I was in such a state. She started to clean me up with a with a, uh, like a towel and some wet wipes. And when she when she got to the to the old boy, um, she got a wet wipe, and I went, "Ooh." Hello, welcome to the Long Supper Podcast. I think we're the only British NFL podcast that don't mention the Wembley games because of shit. Pretty much ever, we just we just ignore it. They may as well be taking place in the US. You know, my team could be coming here this week, and we wouldn't even mention it. Um, I am Adam, and tonight joined by Craig, Doug, and Russ. Hello, everybody. Good evening. Bonjour. No. Oh. It's a mi- mixture of responses. Um, I assume we're. I assume we're all good. Just, just to uh, to kick us off, as as usual, a quiz. I may have put a teaser out there um, about university university challenge based quiz. Um, yeah, regardless of anyone's university status, um, it's just essentially a quiz along the same rules. So you'll get start of a ten, and you'll buzz in. If you get the, the question correct, you'll get 10 points and the chance to get three bonuses for five each. If you buzz in and get it wrong, you'll get five points Five points taken away. If you're not familiar with it, it will be a slightly weird way of scoring that you won't understand. It doesn't matter. Um, uh, let's start. Your first start for 10. How many points did the Oakland Raiders score in their game at Wembley last weekend? Okay. Craig. Dougie was in first. They scored none points. Incorrect. Craig, Craig. You get five taken off. Craig? Three. Three is correct for ten points. So you will get a chance to get three more questions for five points each. That is literally the best thing about that fucking game. (laughs) Sorry, I've got a... It went weird there. Um, Yeah, three questions, five points each. Um, I've lost the answers to these three questions on my my notes, so hopefully I can remember them. Uh, Firstly, who got 62 yards and two receiving touchdowns for the Bengals against the Steelers? Any idea? No idea. That was Tyler Boyd. (laughs) Next, who scored the Bears' only rushing touchdown against the Dolphins? Craig. Uh, It's still you anyway. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Always the same. <laughs> um, Cohen. Uh, correct. And and finally, which QB threw for the most passing yards of the week with 425? I'm guessing on a three. Uh, Mahomes? Uh, no. A-Rod, a- wasn't it? Rogers. It was Aaron Rodgers, yes. Um Second, I think, was James Winston, actually. Yeah. Really. Okay, oh, yeah. your, your next starter for 10. Which team's helmet has their logo on the right-hand side of it, but it's blank on the left? Dougie. Yes, Dougie. Pittsburgh. Uh, that is correct for, for 10 points. And your three questions on helmets. <laughs> Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was low-hanging fruit, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, it absolutely was meant to be. Um, firstly, which team has the only predominantly yellow helmet? Green Bay. Uh, correct. Uh, which team changed the colour of their helmet from red to white in 2011? After hurry here. Oh, Buffalo. Uh, correct. It's in there. And finally, which team changed the colour of their helmet from white to dark blue this year? Tennessee. Correct again. That takes you up to 20. Uh, your your next start of 10 um, is simply, can you identify this voice? Um... Anybody? No, name's gone. Uh, it was uh, Kevin Harlan. Um, another starter. Last season's offensive and defensive rookies of the year played for which team? 
Craig. Yes. Um, I think I'm the wrong year. No, Dougie. That's five off for you, Craig. I'm afraid. Yes, Dougie. Yeah. New Orleans. Uh, correct. Well done. Um, so your your bonuses are going to be voices here, again. <laughs> Cheers, mate. I did. I You've did got him on your roster. Was it Kamara? Yeah. Kamara. Yeah. I didn't know that, did I? <laughs> Clearly, no. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm still, I'm, I'm still, I'm still learning, mate. Okay, Dougie, you're gonna have three voices to to identify the first one. I think that if Philadelphia plays anywhere near the way they played against Minnesota, why can't they win? I'm- was that Al Michaels? Uh, it was Al Michaels. Well done. Uh, the next one. No idea. That's uh, the late great Pat Summerall. Oh, and uh, and finally, Shannon Sharp. Very incorrect. That was Kevin Cable. Oh my God. Shannon uh, Sharp who, just came straight into my brain, that's all. Weird, weird, Go isn't it? Gut, man. <laughs> okay, and next starter for 10. Which city hosted the 2015 and 2016 NFL drafts, the first time since 1964? Okay. Yes. Chicago. Correct. Takes you up to 45 points. Can I be beaten? And you... Well, it depends when the gong goes. <laughs> <laughs> um... Three questions on the 2016 NFL Draft. Um, which team did the LA Rams trade with to move up and go and get Jared Goff? Arizona? Come on. No, it was the Tennessee Titans. We had the first overall pick originally. Which player was picked third overall after Goff and Wentz were taken off the board? Was it the um, Cleveland defensive lineman? I'm going to get more like Paxman. Come on! Uh, the Cleveland D, D lineman. What's his face? No. No? No. It was uh, Joey Bosa. And uh, and who was the next quarterback taken? Deshaun Watson? No. No. Uh, was it Paxton Lynch? It was, but you, you said just... Deshaun I didn't Watson. finish that name. Well, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm, pa- I'm Paxman. Deal with it. Okay. Uh, Paxman Lynch. <laughs> hey, banter. <laughs> uh, uh, next starter. It, it might well be the last one. Um, which is the only NFL team who play in the state of Missouri? Russ. Dougie was first. Let Russ have it. Yeah, no. I agree. I agree. Oh, no, Come I on, Russ. The state of Missouri. Ah, oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> I, only, I, only, I only said my name, so I would take <laughs> And it was only after, it was only after Doug had said his. Um, who plays in Missouri? That's in the South, right? So, oh, Jesus. I have no idea where it is. That's I yeah, Missouri, Missouri's in the in the South. Yeah, it's in you the know, it's almost a deep. Is it? Yeah. Oh fuck those then. I don't know, mate. No, it's somewhere in the AFC West, uh, and that helps me out. Mate, I, I, I don't know what divisions these teams are in. Can- Kansas. I don't even know what I'm doing here, mate. I heard Kansas. Well done, Russ. Uh, ten points there. <laughs> That's uh, bullshit. This is a bit... This is, you're going to like this. Um, you've got three three questions. Which is the most southerly NFL team? <laughs> uh, New Orleans. No, it's Miami. Miami. Uh, yeah, of course, which... yeah. From Florida, mate. Fucking idiot. <laughs> which is the most easterly NFL team? Easterly. Oh fuck! There's going to be one above New York somewhere, isn't there? Like, uh, I don't know. Um, Buffalo? No. Uh, no, it's the uh, New England Patriots. And finally, which is the most westerly NFL team? Westerly. Uh, Seattle. Yes. There yeah. we go. <laughs> I knew Seattle was on the west coast, and I knew it was like <laughs> up high for Canada. So. Did you did you hear the gong there? That'll be uh, that'll be it. Uh, Dougie, you are streets ahead. Russ Russ was on fifteen. Craig in the end on ten. But Dougie, forty five points. You are this week's winner. Thanks, guys. Means a lot. 
does it? Well, Russ only... also didn't answer that question. But fine. <laughs> it sounded like Russ to me. Yeah. <laughs> it'll sound it'll sound like Russ in the edit. <laughs> this is dangerous ground if we start messing with the quiz in the edit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, let's let's get into some NFL. It's what we love. It's what we do. Um, ridiculous, ridiculous game. Let's start with uh, Foxborough. Um, those those Kansas City Chiefs that we just talked about. Um, finally have a defeat uh, to the evil organisation which you sort of saw coming but I didn't see the game being quite as ridiculous as it was what do we what do we think of that it's just another another instance of defence being the last thing anyone cares about when it comes to making rules in the NFL <laughs> like it, you yeah just there might... wasn't much defence on show was there no I mean I think the only way they can make defence any less important is to start taking players off the field if a defensive is too good, they'll just right. If if you get three stops in a row, you have to take a player off, just to make it <laughs> fair on the offense. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 weird. This when the NFL, ninety percent know, of games seem to be like this, or maybe not as extreme as this. Um, yet I follow a team whose games are the exact opposite every week. Um, so it it's very strange where you you have a, just a completely different sort of dynamic mm. where you, you're watching teams that you don't expect to get first down and then you watch another game and it's you you can't see a way the defense are going to stop them Mahomes, well, both sides just Mahomes is getting a pass at the moment as well he's making some he he's having one of those seasons where every, a bit like when you know when Nick Foles has his first season as an eagle everything he did turned to gold didn't it and he I think he went somewhere like 35 touchdowns no interceptions if you look back at a few of those Mahomes Mahomes throws they're they're really risky they're finding their target but on another day they get picked off Um, but he seems to get a pass like I think if if someone like Mayfield or Darnold made some of the throws that he's making they'd be getting picked apart for it but it seems like because he's he's a new thing isn't he is this year's the Sean Watson can't do any wrong you know yeah, and in well, fact, five and one now. No, I understand that, and that's probably why he's getting a pass. But there, there was a couple of throws where it was like, oh, oh, you know. I, I he did throw two interceptions actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah I understand. He's being confident, and and you know that he's moving the offense, and I'm not taking that away from him. Far from it. What I'm saying is that he seems to not be able to be able to do anything wrong. He's getting passes where others maybe don't. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's the first it... time I remember Kansas City having <clears throat> exciting, athletic, aggressive players. Like I'm trying to think the last Jamal Charles, true Jamal Charles, and and Bo maybe was the, the last. Yeah, the, sort of fir- the first season of Dwayne Bow. Well, yeah, but what I mean, what, somewhere what, over the Dwayne Bow. What about what about Kelsey? Yeah, I think Kelsey's. You know, I think Kelsey's going to get. Good, but it's a perfect time now, isn't it? Kelsey's obviously had a couple of good years, but I think what, what, what? yes, you can accept defenses and deep. Like deep, the the defensive game it has definitely changed, and so we're seeing players be able to do this stuff offensively that maybe wouldn't have happened previously. But I do think that offense, you know, you, you ne- I don't I don't really ever remember Kansas City being an explosive offense. This you watch Tyreek Hill bust open a defense and that's fun to watch man they're exciting and I, i've never that kansas must have been the most bland the vanilla team of nfl but this is far different I, I i really like him i like my homes i think that he's you know maybe he's had the rough bit of green but brett Favre did the same thing it's exciting i i, I you know i, I yeah, I, I think it was a really good performance. Um, I don't like the idea of a moral victory, but if it's against the Patriots, <laughs> take it. I was I was impressed by the fact that they were behind in the game, and and Mahomes just kept coming back. Kept coming. Like there were, yeah. you know, you could see a young guy like that go to pieces. You know, the the stadium, the opposition, 
the fact that it's on primetime TV, you could easily have not necessarily forgiven him, but imagined him not coming up with anything, whether they're 10 points down or whatever. But he kept, he kept bringing them back into the game. It's amazing what confidence can do, though, isn't it? He's having a great season. Like Doug said, he's, he's picking passes left, right and centre. He's, he's throwing touchdowns all over the show. He's obviously a really confident individual in a confident place. If, if he was at Foxborough off the back of, I don't know, a couple of defeats, you might think that things would be a bit different. But coming off the, the fact that you know they were 5-0 and and he was running it, you know, yes, he, he, he's got the ability to have that belief in himself. It could be a different story if in two games' time they're 5-3 and three, or 6-3, six, six and three, whatever they might be, whatever. But you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know and, what I'm saying, he, basically. You know the point I'm saying you struggled to work out the maths while he was talking. That's fair enough. I do that. <laughs> yeah. Me. Ironically, that's Andy's re- Andy Reid's problem is managing the maths and the clock hmm. and things. But he's he's encouraging him to to do all of that. I've I've seen um, too many seasons where these these offensive superpowers get get all the way to the Super Bowl and then get found out by a team with a better defense. And I'd say, and, and yeah, at, also at the they look better in better weather as well at the early part of the season. I would say that at the moment, my two favourites for the Super Bowl would were they to get into the playoffs. This is the tricky bit. Were they to get into the playoffs, then you're looking at Baltimore and Chicago because they have the defence that can keep them in games. I know Chicago have just been turned over by Miami. It's the regular season get to the playoffs, those teams become a different prospect. Seen it so many times with with defensive teams that come into the playoffs, get hot on offense at the right time. We've seen that Chicago can play offense. We've seen that they can definitely play defense. We've seen that Baltimore shut out decent teams. They're they're a solid, solid defense. I would put them up. If if Baltimore played Kansas tomorrow, I think Baltimore will come out on top. It's interesting that both of those teams have difficult divisions to to get out of. Yeah, um, and you'd you'd say right now the Ravens are probably third favorite in the yeah, AFC. I'm not, North. I'm not saying either of them no. are, are locks to get into the playoffs. I'm just saying that if they were in the playoffs, they're the kind of teams that I think would be a threat. Because how like how many times have we seen the offensive juggernaut of that year gets to the Super Bowl and then gets turned over in the Super Bowl? Or the or the championship game, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. It happened to the Patriots last year. The, the Falcons oh, the year sorry. before that. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I can absolutely see where you're coming from, and it it yeah, it's a different and different I've, skills are required right I've now. I've seen Andy Reid team start six and zero and end up ten and six. You know. Whether whether Mahomes has got a bit more than Alex Smith, I don't know. I think he has. I think he has. I just don't. I don't. Yeah, I, these offensive juggernauts—they're great so, they? and they look lovely. But that that Kansas defense is so bad. <laughs> they gave up yeah, five. That, like, they gave up five hundred yards, man. <laughs> like, okay. Well, how about the other another? Offensive juggernaut to a certain extent, who are the only team now six and zero in the NFL. Um, Los Angeles Rams, who do have a defense. Um, I don't see much wrong with this team. I mean, they've they've not okay, they've not put sixty points past Denver, um, but they haven't done a lot wrong. Uh, are they the best in the league at the minute? I for me, go on, Craig. Uh, for, for me, they are. I think that what you said is, <clears throat> you know, I, I can see the argument for Chicago. Um, I think Baltimore are too bad on offense, and I, I, I worry about that defense. Just in terms of last in the season, I do think e- even now Suggs is still too much a part of that defense, um, given his time in the league. But I think Rams are a perfect example of. They haven't got a shut you out defense as good as that defense is. You know, you can you could go to Chicago and not score a point. I think 
you're less so with the Rams, but the Rams have got the ability to disrupt your offense, the ability to cause turnovers, the ability to really impact you fulfilling your game plan, even if you manage to move the ball because you get lucky on the back end. But offensively, I don't know how, I don't see any defense, Chicago's included, stopping that Rams offense. There's too many weapons. It's too balanced. And they have, for me, the best player of football in Todd Gurley. Um, so, I, you know, considering the changes in, in the defensive um, rules, you know, a running back used to get, well, still does, obviously, is that player who gets punished so much. Um, but because of the a little bit of extra time after the snap, I think running back now is the reason that you're seeing more success and that, you know, three years ago, almost every team was pretty much looking at going to a, a running back by committee where we're starting to see now that there's still value in having that lead back. And I, I do think Todd Gurley's the best in the league. I think that, 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 that I love Sean McVay. Um, I, I fancy the Rams. I, 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 I'm, you know, like you said, I, I find it hard to f- see what's wrong with with that team. Hasn't Gurley played every snap in one or two games that they played? Which is crazy these days for a running back. Yeah. yeah it seemed, yeah. His, his workload does worry me a bit. I've got to be honest. But where where would they be? Where would the Rams be without Gurley? Not too right, far behind right where they the, are, I don't think. Yeah, right no. this right this minute. Not too far behind where they are. They can still move the ball. They can still move the ball. Um, he's just... And that's helped, you know. I, I think <clears throat> you look at Adrian Peterson teams in the past and as much as a league back is so valuable, it's so hard to... I look at the great running backs that never won championships just because it is so hard to, to carry the ball 30, 40 times if the defence know for a fact that you're going to run the ball. You cannot do that with... With the Rams and Gurley is good enough to still beat you if you try. That I mean, that team is if they, you know, if they if if, if they carry on, if the lights of Cooper Cup improve, you know, this is a second year player. If people like that improve, Donald gets better. That team is a force. Sean a very young coach. This could be who, who knows how how long these guys could be good for. I'm they've really got, high on the Rams. They've got a really sort. of reliable, stable of receivers, haven't they? Like you just mentioned there, Cup, Cup of Woods. You know, they've got plenty there to go at. Okay, if so only they had two girlies to go with that one cup, hey, Russ? Yeah, oh, mate. Oh, mate. <laughs> you was waiting to stick that in, Adam. I know you were. <laughs> I reckon... I'm not sure about that time. So... Oh, that's a... The... I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, but the last two results, I think they've shown fragilities. They've only they 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 crept past Seattle, and they've they've for all you want to say, they they've beaten the Rams on a was it a last minute field goal or something along those lines, wasn't it? It was very close to the end of the game in Denver. Yeah. Oh, uh, I didn't really watch much of this game actually. It's I'm sort of judging them on earlier in the season, but. Um, it was to, to me. Their their defensive frailties are becoming more obvious. They're, they're missing. They're missing uh, Talib badly. Um, but this is also regular season. Yeah, and I, I understand. They're six. They're, they're six and zero. Oh. Yeah, like you might get the next three weeks will be the time that I think you see them. Maybe making a few mistakes, maybe finding out what they're going to need to fix. Well, look, they've got the Forty Nineers um, to to get out of the way this week, which the Forty Nineers are scoring points incredibly, given what they've got left on offense, and and then they've got the Packers and the and the Saints. So let's see where they are after those two games. If they're still, if they're still ramp, you know, if they're if they're nine and zero after that, then then uh, watch out for the rest of the league. But they've they, yeah. You know, I- but ironically, though, you know the Packers and the Saints aren't aren't very good on defense. So no, but, be no, a, but again, that, a case of my points are better, are will score mm, more points than you. Yeah, but that was my point: is that they're going to be teams that can go toe to toe with them in the scoring. And I would argue yeah. that I, I would argue that 
the Saints at least have got a slightly better defense than maybe the Packers. Well, yeah, but they've not shown it this season. Definitely, from what we what we saw, <laughs> Packers against the Forty Nineers. We, we've not really seen. We've not the the Broncos got to got to goff a lot, didn't they? Especially in that sort of fourth quarter, they they were really getting pressure on him. It'd be interesting to see. I want to see what he does in the face of a really strong pass rush. Because if, if but I, who's got a really strong pass rush? If you're thinking about the true at Chicago the moment, and Baltimore. That's it. That's it. Well, they've Do got the Rams. I mean? uh, they've got the they've got the Bears towards the end of the season. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the, yeah. The um, Bears. I mean, it'll be interesting. The game that will be interesting will be the Rams Chiefs on the the 20th of November. That, that, in, might, uh, that Mexico, might be the, that uh, one. 400 points all by the end of that. Uh, altitude as well. See how much further they can uh, yeah. throw the ball downfield. Um, Imagine how much further I could kick it at altitude. Oh, this again. <laughs> 80-yard field goals from Russ leave, in Mexico leave, leave City. It there. Pack it in or what? <laughs> <laughs> um, just just, just a quick word, quick word on the Steelers, by the way. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, not things... Well, things not looking rosy at all. Um, trouble in paradise. Antonio Brown mouthing off about things. Lev Bell not turning up. He's still not turned up yet. Uh, but they, they've got a couple of good wins under their belt. Atlanta uh, in week five and then in Cincinnati in week six. And well, what, a, what a way to get, get the win. A typical Big Ben final drive. Um, I would say you know, they're, they're back and looking dangerous as ever, especially if Lev Bell's coming back like he says. Yeah, we, um, we, we, mentioned, <clears throat> we mentioned Drew Brees the other week approaching whatever records and shit that he's about to achieve, has achieved and whatnot, and that he doesn't probably get enough love. This game did remind me of Big Ben. Do you know what I mean? He don't, I don't think he gets enough love. I do think when he retires, you'll look at these type of games, pure excitement. He's been involved in, you know, maybe two of the most exciting games that I've enjoyed. You know, I, I've got to give it, it was unbelievable, wasn't it? I love a finish like that. Um, yeah, he's, he's going to be a loss when he goes. It was one of those where since he scored too quickly and you just knew it immediately, like mm. you've, you've, you've scored a touch that you could have done with three or four, three or four missed power or missed passes or, or runs that would have kept the clock running and you just knew if you go back what was if coming. you go back and watch that game they didn't manage the clock very well in that last drive it, it was pointed out I was listening to a podcast today that was talking about it, the snapping the ball with like 17 18 seconds left on the clock in the in what was clearly going to be the penultimate drive of the game you know you, absolutely you add those yeah, seconds yeah. up Pittsburgh don't get the ball back you know there's there's and and they and they contrasted it to how Brady was in their last drive, where they they were actually huddling up in a two minute drill. You know, the, the the difference between the calm, measured nature of some quarterbacks and and the sort of frantic, unorganized mess that others seem to to leave on the field. Um, you can't uh, you, imagine you, you can't had... you, you can't imagine Brady leaving that much time on the clock, or even Ben. You can't imagine Roethlisberger leaving that much time on the clock for the opposition to go get the ball back. You know, you would you would expect them to manage that time better. Uh, I totally agree. And, big, and Roethlisberger doesn't get any love because he's a fucking dick. <laughs> yeah. I I think if he deserves a bit more love, he probably deserves a bit more hate as well. Yeah, you've got to you've got to have both. Do you know what, Ben? Retire a few more times. Tell us, talk about how much more you're going to retire. Because you hardly That'd ever be questionable it. every week. Yeah, why don't you limp every time you get up? It's like the Johnny Sexton of American football. <laughs> it's because he's it's because he's about six foot eight and five hundred pounds. Yeah. He only limps every time he moves. The guy's a fucking unit. <laughs> he is a dick, though. I'm he surprised he can move. Yeah, he yeah. Fucking good footballer, but he's yeah. a knob. That's why he's Did really you good see at raping, his press conference allegedly. with uh, his press conference where he he kind of thanked James Connor for his work and like, he clearly wasn't meant to. Really? And he got called out. He said, "Oh uh, yeah, yeah, James Connor's had a really good game, um, which is uh, nice for him in his last game for us." Oh, well, really? I think he's about to be cut. 
Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, literally. If you're Lev Bell, why um, would you go back? Because it's clear, like, the sealers are just going to run you into the ground. It's going to be a... It's, it's, it's going to be like a... Um, who's the Dallas guy that they just... They ran, like, 38 times a game. Murray. Murray, yeah. If I, was, if I was Bell, I, I would not... Go, like, you've gone so far down the road. You've got nearly halfway through the season. Why go back? It's costing him half a million a game, isn't it? That's why. Yeah, but... Is is just about to sign a contract for fifteen, sixteen million a year. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, just uh, he could he could do his ACL and that'll be it. Give do the L Thomas and given the bird as he comes off the field. Yeah, that bird ain't going to get you eighteen million dollars, though, is it? Yeah, it's true. Uh, he'd right. be even angrier than L Thomas. Um. Cleveland, sticking with the AFC North, um, they've come back down to earth with a bit of a bump, uh, absolutely routed by the Chargers. Uh, is what I mean? What is is there an issue there? I mean, they've they've now got talent on their roster. Obviously, the coaching it's it still sits there as a a bit of a issue. Is that uh, that's what's holding them back? You know, should they should they have more than the wins they've got? My my, my thoughts on the coaching, like. We know that that the offensive coordinator there has form for producing exciting offense. We also know that Hugh Jackson's really bad. Now, I wonder how much influence Hugh Jackson has over the offensive scheme at Cleveland because I don't believe for a minute that I can't. The, the offensive coordinator's name's gone. What's it? Who is it? The ex Cleveland's Pittsburgh guy, Todd Haley. Todd Haley. Oh, I, yes, that yeah, is yeah. not Todd Haley's offense that's out there at the moment. I think he's being leaned on quite heavily, and 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 being made to play a cautious game plan because some of the play calling is it's so bizarre. Like it seems like every week you get into a Cleveland game and it's the fourth quarter and they're trying really hard not to win, and they get the ball back. They run it twice with. Um, hide up the middle for three yards then there's a pass that's incomplete and they're punting it away again it's so conservative and the players they've got they like they're in a position where they may as well just go for it that like why play a conservative game plan when you've won twice in 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 two years did you see um did you see during the hard knocks there was a couple of instances Hugh Jackson being an absolute fucking tool and talking to the other coaches like they're like they're apprentices. Oh, like like that. man's you, like yeah, when you, you, you have like you're si- I'm saying, yeah, I was like, blood, man is a head coach. Who are you talking yeah, to? Yeah. He, like they, they, so it wouldn't surprise me if there is some disconnect and Hugh Jackson's got this mad, weird superiority complex, like he's so concerned about his position, it wouldn't surprise me because the, the play corner has been absolute AIDS. Yeah. And look, the the week I wasn't here, there was a you know you had a pop at me about saying Cleveland would, would get to the Super Bowl this year. They have undoubtedly got the talent on that roster to to be competing late in the playoffs. Now the only thing that is stopping them is coaching. They need to get rid of Hugh Jackson. They, he just needs to go. It seems it does feel familiar to me the situation that the Titans had a year ago with Mike Malarkey. Like you're thinking this guy is the main reason why this team doesn't look good. Okay. We uh, may look a bit different now, but um, what they need to happen is to actually have a good season and, and still sack Hugh Jackson at the end of it. Um, Obviously the more games they win, the less, less easy that is. So it's, it's a bit of a, I don't know where, what you exactly want if you're a Cleveland fan. Oh, yeah. Where are you as a Browns? What are they? They're two, three and one now, right? Yes. So the playoffs are a long shot. Really? What are Baltimore? They're five and one or four and two, aren't they? Something like that. Baltimore four and two. Yeah. And Cincinnati are five and one or five and... Uh, the, okay. The Bengals are... Bengals and Ravens are both four and two. Okay, and so, then, you, so you're two games back, realistically. You're looking at you're looking at an uphill road to get into the playoffs. So, 
something has to change with the play calling. Something has got to change. Otherwise, you might as well tank again and get a better draft pick. Yeah, because a 16th pick overall is doing nothing for Cleveland, is it? It's a funny one because they've been so bad for so long, and certainly recently. Um, as as a Browns fan, you've, you're probably quite happy that they've got that monkey off their back. They've got a couple of wins. Um, they can actually celebrate and learn how to do that. You weirdly ag- no, not going to be they, that. They could be five and one now. The only they game could, could realistically be, that they had no chance of winning was that was that San Diego one, and that probably says more about San Diego than it does about Cleveland. But the fact remains that their play calling is just absolute dross. I I can see if I'm a Browns fan and they go seven and nine, and Hugh Jackson goes, I'm pretty happy. Is a successful season for the Browns then to get rid of <laughs> to get rid of Hugh Jackson? Yeah. I think I that's, think that's, that's, that's the bottom line. Yeah, yeah. I don't care what we do as long as we get rid of Jackson. And well, the Titans proved last year that you can win a playoff game and sack your head coach. So I can't say with certainty that that stops you doing it. But yeah, they've 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 obviously got to miss the playoffs to get rid of him. You would think, which is likely. Craig's talking, but I can't hear him. Craig. Can anyone else hear him? No. Okay. Um, there you go. There we go. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> that was the best, <laughs> best point you've ever made. It was right in the middle of what you were saying. So, <laughs> um, let's let's move on to another bit of news from today. Um, and Shag Khan's offer to buy Wembley Stadium. I don't want to talk about this for very much because it acknowledges that games happen in London apart from anything else but he's he's withdrawn his offer um, so rumours start to fly around what that means for the future of the Jaguars what that means for the future of maybe other teams who might who might move over if London gets a franchise um, it's, it's not happening either. it shouldn't no. happen either no, it's not. I think we all agree on that um, it it may do. I think if it does, it's going to be a bit longer now off the back of this. He's just going to play him at Craven Cottage. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great shout. I'll probably go to them. That would be great. That would be good. Imagine um, a really intimate, I mean, if you've ever been to Craven Cottage, a like really tight stadium. Everyone's, 20, right, 20, everyone's right there. You know, you can't see a lot of it because the 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 overhang of the the stands are so low. I was Russ, having I a that's a that's a business plan there, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was having a conversation with a, a Northern Titans fan this week about it was sort of tongue in cheek. I think tongue in cheek, moaning about the fact that he's got to come to London, and uh, he was from Merseyside, and he. Obviously, tongue in cheek, was moaning that Tramu Rovers weren't hosting any NFL games, and he put a like a black and white photo from the 1920s of Prenton Park on the on the Twitter page, and that that in my head is where Craven Cottage is right now. I mean, I went to I went to Craven Cottage the other season to watch Fulham versus Middlesbrough, and it was by no means full. You know, it was a it was an old tired stadium even at that level in the fact that it's going up against stadiums like old trafford and a redeveloped Anfield and the emirates and all that sort of stuff it in itself is is a bit of a joke but imagine imagine you know i suppose when the when the football goes to the tottenham stadium whenever that's ready if that's ever ready well um, th- this is actually good news for that stadium and tottenham if forget if Obviously, Fulham, <laughs> that isn't happening. <laughs> but if if Wembley's not going to get as many games or as much exposure, the Tottenham deal, you know, that the stadium was built with NFL in mind, you know, designed with the retractable pitch and all the rest of it, you know, that might be the future if there is one. Yeah. I just don't care. But yeah, let's let's get away <laughs> from that. <laughs> 
Is it because? Sorry, so I, I don't want I don't want to labour it too much, but is it because it's poorly ran? Is it because it's it's commercially Mate, crap? It's tepid. You know, it's te- I don't even. Do you know this? I don't even want to get into it too much because it was actually going to be my any other business because I was at that fucking dross. Can Mate, I just say, Craig? I, like I've been saying this for two years, and every time I've yeah. said it, you've disagreed with me. Well, that was I was. But this is what I'm saying. I don't even want to get into it because it's actually part of my. Any other right, business? So Fuck it. Okay. Since we're talking, leave it there. We'll so, leave it there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was almost Craig saying, literally saying, I don't want to talk about it because that's saying Dougie's right. <laughs> uh, that might be the gist of what's coming. I don't know. No, that isn't what's going to happen. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> pigs are, well, pigs are not flying. I didn't think you'd admit it. Um, He'd rather okay. have a shit day out than agree that I'm right. <laughs> I think we hey, all man. would. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man's got to do what you got to do, man. Get me. <laughs> yeah. On that note, I'll be doing the same on Sunday and probably have an even worse day out. Uh, worst team in football. Then back to our new regular feature of the show. Uh, we, I think we said last week it's the Forty Niners, but uh, no, they we said Ari- too- Arizona. Oh. No, we, I well, I said New York. Yeah, and and that's that's looking looking pretty strong. They they look pretty woeful against the Eagles. I'm going to throw the Raiders into this though. Um, as their 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 O line is a joke. By the way, oh, their yeah. quarterback's a joke. Their well, because is a joke. because because he has got absolutely zero protection. There may as well be no people lining up in front of him. It's right. funny how Honestly. it's funny how narratives are different depending on your outlook, isn't it? Like the quarterback's bad. So just in this conversation, we've had Russ saying the O line's bad, Craig saying the quarterback's bad. I'm saying John Gruden's bad. Adam, what, what's your view on why the Oakland Raiders are bad? Because I'm if going you were with the answer, whole organization. From well, top there to you bottom. go. Then. They are the worst. And I was going to say it's all it's all of that. <laughs> because I believe. Mate. Look, you put any you put. Any court, any NFL quarterback behind a good offensive line, and they're serviceable. You put any any decent coach with a good quarterback and offensive line, they look like a good coach. You put any offensive line with a good, with a great quarterback and a great coach, they look good. You know what I mean? It, like no one in like Derek Carr has the ability to succeed at the NFL level, but he's not being given the opportunity to do it. I, I rated like on Derek Sunday. Carr. But but but, yeah. then, on, but then he got sacked what nine eleven times wasn't it? He got sacked. Agreed. And, and the thing is, and from what I saw, he it, had no time on any of those dropbacks. That's a quarter part, of the plays that they run in the offense. Part, the whole day. part of it, part of it, um, may have been the London thing. So I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to nail him to it. But what in terms of his performance, yes, he didn't have a great amount of time, but he couldn't get through his progressions. Like if he, his first, it was, it was odd to watch in real life because on telly, sometimes it's hard. Obviously you can't just watch one player. If you spend time looking at him, give it a a second, a second and a half. He's already, he's not moved off where he first started looking. He is not going for his progression. He's not going to his second and third option. He's staring one player down and then getting punched in the mouth. But, once you've been sacked once or twice, you start to think, my boys aren't really doing a lot here. I need to start making some decisions and I need to be a bit shrewd. It just didn't look like he could do it. There was times, you go back and watch the, any any of the game, the amount of time he had players open in the flat that may have been the second or the third option and he wasn't able to take it. Yes, time wasn't always afforded to him, but he did have time. There was times where he had time and he's holding the ball too long, making poor decisions, not stepping up in the pocket. Um, I am something, you know, I'm, this is a fairly v- vociferous critique given the shower of shit that was Sunday at Wembley. But for a basic performance, he was very, very bad. And it definitely made me ask questions of him around how good he is because it, it, it looked like basic things he could not do. I, th- I think sometimes there can be a vicious circle in mid-game where that sort of thing's mm. happening. I also you, think the it, only it's, way... It's in your head. The only way you can truly appraise it is to watch the All-22 twice <laughs> and make notes on what every player is doing at every position at every moment. 
because it's very you know it is very easy to say oh he's got a player open in the flat but the the it's flat is typically the fourth or fifth option isn't it and if he's getting sacked after two seconds then what chance has he got to get to his fourth option but if he's starting and he's looking at the safe like looking at the slot say for example he's looking at the he's you can see him staring down the slot and he's got an out on the outside or vice versa he's looking at the 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 outside receiver and the next the next receiver is is the slot back and the out he's just missing it now like i say i'm, I'm it's hard because that Obviously, when you watch a normal game over the over the last few weeks, whenever I watch the Raiders, it's impossible to only watch Derek Carr. Mm. So th- this was the first opportunity to just spend time watching him. But honest to God, go go and check all twenty two. No, I, I, I can't be bothered to do that, mate. I'm just I'm, yeah. I'm using it as an example. <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, you also don't know Ooh. what the what the message from the coaching staff is regarding his progressions. Because yeah, it could well, be, you know, it could up, be get that somebody it, open. It could be <laughs> sure. that a lot of his, a lot of the passes are all based on timing routes, where you don't actually have to look at other players because you're going to hit a player in stride. And if you're not, if that player never becomes open, is he then holding on to the ball? Which is not why Gruden doesn't. Sacked, you know, yeah. once you've been sacked twice or three times and you've only scored three points, just play some football, man. <laughs> play some football for the fans. <laughs> You'll yeah, be this, but again, pro right, football you know. focus, by the way, will do this for you, and they they will tell you. Who's at fault for every sack, and, and which which players deserve credit for well, each play? Yeah, no, it, and, t- it tells you who's at fault for every sack. It does, but that all that does is tell you which defensive lineman beat which offensive lineman. It doesn't tell yeah. you that there's no well, players open on the play. What I was gonna was gonna say about that was I don't know about Derek Carr, uh, but in the the Titans game, Marcus Mariota was sacked eleven times, which is obscene, especially when they only seem to have about fifteen offensive snaps in that game. <laughs> um, but um, PFF only blamed Titans players for I think it was five of the sacks. Well, they're all um, credited so, as good defensive play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you when you watch it, you, you're staggered. I, you know, I was, it just what, looks it just looks terrible. It looks like terrible yeah. O line play, yeah. terrible quarterback play. And then you think about it. You know, who owns after PFF, reading that, by the way. Yeah. sorry, you know, who owns PFF. Uh, no, Daryl Johnson. I did not know that. Interesting. Um, what I'd say about that game is make your fucking run game work, Tennessee. It was absolutely well, hosing down with rain. Why are you not running the ball 40 times? Derek Henry's copping a lot of flack, yet he's not being given the ball. Exactly. They, I think they only run it about five times in that game, didn't they? They they, they barely have possession. They barely, yeah. I mean, oh, I don't want to get into this. Yeah. Um, let's, let's look forward in a format that previews every well, single we game let Russ finish building up? that wall or drilling or whatever he's doing yeah well, go on blood table tennis yeah mid pod table tennis that's cool my microphone's fallen over in ting <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to talk in a language you might understand <laughs> nobody what understands knob. that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry man <laughs> man's man's mic fell over. <laughs> Ridiculous slang West Country bumpkin. Is that the language? Because no, mate. Yeah, I, I, mate. I, 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 uh, give me the Google link. <laughs> <laughs> it's called it's called it's it's called the Farmer's Dictionary. Yeah, cheers. There's no urban. Ah, <laughs> uh, the 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 long grammar podcast brought to you by uh, the Oxford English Dictionary let's preview some games Denver at Arizona the Cardinals showed a little bit of fight against Minnesota last week away win Tennessee at LA Chargers it'll be a tough trip out to the west coast for the Titans well, well that's what David Carr told us on NFL Network Houston at Jacksonville Blake Bortles has never lost back-to-back games at home following a loss to the Cowboys. Expect that innocuous and possibly inaccurate streak to continue. Two teams that are better than their current records. Both need a win to move above mid-table. Minnesota at New York Jets. With both teams back in the win column, yet neither team quite what we thought they could be just yet. This one should give us a better indication of what's possible this year. New England at Chicago. Belichick should have a field day against Mitch. Buffalo at Indianapolis. It's the Derek Anderson era in Buffalo, just like we all predicted. 
Cleveland at Tampa Bay. Cleveland have to overcome the offensive hurdles that Hugh keeps putting up. No better place to do it than Tampa. Detroit at Miami. Brock Osweiler for the win. Let's hope Kenyon Drake puts his dick fingers away this week, though. New Orleans at Baltimore. Explosive offense against the revitalized defense. As with anyone who plays Drew Brees and co, the question to answer is, can you keep up? I don't think average go can. Dallas at Washington. The last time CBS did the Dallas versus Washington game was in 1993 and Jim Nance called it. LA Rams at San Francisco. NBC flexed out of this one for Sunday Night Football, but that may have been hasty. That Niners offense actually looked quite good last week. Cincinnati at Kansas City. Who cares? New York Giants at Atlanta. I still can't work out if the two and four Falcons are actually any good. And a Monday night bumming of the Giants won't help me find an answer. And there we go, your one sentence previews, some of which being phoned in, as you can probably tell. Um, you really, really don't care? No, let's not even uh, go there. Let's get straight into some AOB. Craig, I think we know what's coming. I think we know what you're, uh, you're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I went on Sunday, and and uh, so we, we yeah we shit on the 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 NFL London game regularly. I'm always a uh, I'm like the last bastion of defence. I kind of always think well, you know we're being a little bit I don't know stuck up about it. Just go and enjoy it. It's basically my has been my outlook. I've probably been to that game for the last uh, maybe 10 years. How long has it been going on? Anyway, whatever. So yeah. I must have been going for about 10 years. I didn't go last year because I got married. So I was looking forward to going this year. <laughs> and last year, the year before last, sorry, was, wasn't very good or was kind of average. Um, and was the year before. But it's football, isn't it? It's football. You enjoy it. I thought it was cool that we're seeing competitive football on these shores. Now, I spent £99 for a Club Wembley ticket or something like that. And uh, obviously the weather was shit. It's a Sunday night. Everyone's got work tomorrow. Wembley is not the easiest place to get to, even though it's probably easier for me than it is most. What I witnessed was a fucking joke. I've seen better games at Baffa. (laughs) And it is... is Div 2 Baffa you will get more excitement, more heart, more passion than what I witnessed on Sunday. And I'm so annoyed. I'm so annoyed because for the the longest time, I was just kind of, just almost happy to be there. Forgetting I'm a paying fucking customer. I must have done 60 boys and had like three drinks. Going to Wembley (laughs) to watch this this pile of absolute... I think boys means more. These these men turn up in the end. They turn Whoa. up and they paid about they played about seven minutes. I swear to God, the Raiders played football for about seven minutes, real term minutes. So we're about three minutes into the quarter, and they just mailed it in, mate. Absolutely, honestly, I I was so fuming. I left I left about probably at twelve minute eleven minute mark in the fourth. Because I thought, why on earth am I going to wait here for another half an hour to put an extra hour onto my journey home? Why would I do that? Fuck this lot. Honest to God. Like, I'm not saying we shouldn't have games here. I think they need to. They really need to do something to bring the players on board, bring the teams on board, make it a better fan experience. They charge you through the nose. $7.50 or something, a pint. Like, what are you talking about, lads? Like, I bought, like, I think... We was on the table. I was just for snacking. Grab popcorn. A little tub of popcorn was nine pounds. Are you? Are you take like you're taking a piss, mate? Like what? Are you, what is this? What are we getting for this? I wouldn't. Need, I don't even have a problem with the money. If if the money makes it viable, that's cool. But look at the product we received. You've done nothing for it. It took forever. The idea of a London franchise is nonsense. Don't get out of your mind. These them players ain't doing it. They ain't coming here every other week to play this team. It's not going to happen. So get that out of your fucking, that's nuts. But even the year we have to, if for it to continue, that game needs to mean something. And 
too often have I watched that game with one team has just said, you know what, I'll take the loss here because I'm not playing. I can't be arsed. This is long. That's how it feels. <laughs> it looks like their manager saying, this is long. This is long. I want to go. I want to go see the bitches in in, in in Leicester Square and jump on the jet. I don't even want to. In fact, I don't even want to be here. I don't even want to see the dead bitches. <laughs> it's madness, mate. Nah, don't waste them. Honestly, they got until they do. I won't go. I won't. I won't be going next year out of principle. But I want to see the NFL and NFL UK, which is an absolute farce, do something to make it viable and special for the fan and that starts with engaging the players to come here and give us something what happened on sunday was an embarrassment nonsense team how are they going to do that though how you can't can't force players to perform just to make it a decent product i don't know mate more they have to do more around the game what because putting a a twenty foot mat that looks like a football pitch on the street in in Trafalgar Square or wherever they do it, that ain't doing it for me. Getting Vernon Kay on a stage with some ex player ain't doing it for me. From Bolton, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just the same old shit. It's going through the motions. It's tired. It's worn out. I've been saying it for years. And Craig is glad. I'm glad that you finally come around to thinking in the sensible way. You're cynical, bro. I gave it a chance. No, you gave, gave it too it much chance. of a chance. I went eight I years. I went. I went six years in a row, mate. I've got every program from the first six years and every mini helmet from every game of the first six years. So don't tell me I didn't give it a like chance. That. Mini helmet. <laughs> <laughs> um, Craig, I think that might be. In fact, you're going to be the Phil Elkins of this podcast. And I don't mean that you're the eye candy of the Long Stanford podcast. I mean that you've talked about the sport that the podcast is about in your AOB. I don't think we've done that before. True that. Ah, so I don't work. know. I don't know if that's allowable. Um, is um, weather-based AOB allowable? No more just parking. Not, just not. No more parking. Uh, well, I, I have a little weather-based AOB. Um, I was I was going to talk about toilets, but I think we've we've done that before we came on air. Um, the yeah weather and staging events in weather like there's certain things that you don't you don't do like you don't have the open in the middle of winter because it wouldn't work and the course might be frozen. Um, why on earth, therefore, would you stage? a series of one-day internationals and then tests in the middle of monsoon season in Sri Lanka. Because money. Like, what, how, how, can this, how, can that, how can that make sense to anybody? Because it doesn't make any difference whether they play a test match in the middle of monsoon season because the pay, people pay whatever. It, I mean, it's, it's, it's whatever's going on. It's laughable. I mean, I, I read that Sri Lanka have got to tour New Zealand in December. So this, this series got moved as it has to be fit, fitted in. Um, they must have known. They must know that it's just going to rain the whole time. Um, incredibly, we've had two, two shortened games that have given us results so far, um, but barely. 21 overs aside this evening. I don't know. It's not, it's not cricket. It's just a waste of everybody's time. But money. It's all about the money. Or boys. Go on, Doug. What have you it's got? All about the boys. Um, I had a Chinese last night. It made me sick. I'm Ralph, glad I didn't you talk about toilets. <laughs> <laughs> I I haven't really got anything. I I went I I went in with with two feet on the royal wedding on Moreover. For those of you that listen to the long slap that don't listen to Moreover, there was a royal wedding last week. One of the princesses of one of the princes that nobody ever gave a fuck about got married, so that you know everybody had to to fork out of the taxes. It was on the telly. It was full of fucking second-rate celebrities. It was just a load of absolute bullshit. There's no reason for her to get married in such a in such a way because no one gives a fuck. Just go and get married. 
Screw that. Just go and do it. And, and the bottom line, actually, one one thing I didn't say on Mallover is if she had gone and just got married, nobody would have known and nobody would have cared. A little bit like Prince Harry, to be honest. But, you know, just because she is a member of a royal family, she she got this massive fucking wedding and all this coverage. Didn't it cost like two million? Oh, it was a fucking joke. Policing and extra, just a joke. Absolute joke. And like I say, nobody gave a fuck about Andrew and Fergie. People gave even less of a fuck about Edward. And now we're listening to fucking Princess Eugenie. Fuck off, mate. Quite a lot of people weirdly do care. I don't get it myself, but... They, Royalists. They it's celebrity in general. <laughs> Love that. Rip that for me, someone. <laughs> <laughs> I say shit like that and I get in trouble. <laughs> Ross can say that shit. Um... Thanks, thanks everybody, as usual. Thanks for listening. In fact, we haven't done this in a while. I don't think we've had an iTunes review in a while. So if you've never left us a review, do it. 